Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and I welcome you to Faith for Today. And in this broadcast, we are looking at this uh, special topic of how to help. And this is something I am so thankful to come together and touch on. It is one of the greatest things we can do. And it's one of the things we'll see as we look in leadership. Anybody that's a good leader has learned how to help. Jesus himself, he showed himself to be a helper. You'll find, he said, I've given you an example. What he did is he girded himself. He took his, his garment, his, his robe. You know, this was a, a one-seamed piece of clothing. The, uh, the soldiers before his crucifixion gambled over this. So it was a, a very uh, considerable worthy. It, it had worth. It was a valuable piece of clothing. Uh, and he set that aside and girded himself, and he washed the disciples' feet. He showed them how to help. He showed them how to serve. He told them, he said, you know, they were actually arguing at one point. They said, you know, which of us is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he said, you know, in this life there are those that seek to rule and to reign, and they lord over one another. You know, we need to watch that we, we don't do this. This is actually a tendency uh, of the flesh to be and want to be a Lord over another, to want to have the rule and reign over someone, to, to want to have so many people come under us and just serve us. And you don't want to do that if you're lording it over them. You don't want that. And he said, no. He said, those that will be least in the kingdom will be greatest. And if you will base yourself, you'll put yourself in a place where God can exalt you and use you. And he served them in what was in that day one of the, the most uh, menial, one of the, the least respectful jobs that you could have was to wash the feet of those that would walk with open-toed shoes, sandals, in a place where dirt and debris and everything, and you have to think bathing, how frequent was that? You know, there wasn't just uh, indoor plumbing that ran through. You didn't, you didn't just have hot water, hot water heater. You just turn that knob and out it came. No, people could have went days without washing. Maybe their feet were washed more frequently, but he girded himself and he served them. And he told her, he said, this I've done as an example. Now you do likewise. He's not saying you now have the ministry of washing everybody's feet. He's saying you do with people like this. And any ministry of God does this. It brings people to a place of worth, of value. Peter tried forbidding him. He said, no, you shall not wash my feet. He said, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. If you won't let me serve you, you aren't with me. He said, okay, well, get my head too, you know, fill me, clean me, do everything. And he said, no, it's okay if I wash your feet, you'll be good, you'll be clean. Ah, thank you, Jesus. If we will be led of him, he will train us on how to help. And the greatest of leaders we've ever been in contact, and many we have not been, they learned how to help. They learned what people needed. They learned how to get it to them. They, this was more God than people have realized. And uh, this is what I want. 
in, in when God taps you know tomorrow and I and people like us and goes okay you need to go you need to lead you need to to do this for me I want to know assuredly that because he's helped us to be good help to be faithful people that people weren't misled by us that people were under good leadership because we had it in our heart to help to help God with his to help him as it is his to help him in the way he would have it done and that's very important whose standard are we following on the job when we've been asked do it this way but that takes more time but whose standard are we following if they said this is how we're doing it here then if I'm to help them I'm to do it by their standard if they say wait that long I wait that long when we're helping God with his it's not our standard it's his standard if we're helping someone in their church, it's not our standard, it's their standard of excellence. If we're helping someone in their organization, can you see this? It comes back to how are they to be helped, what standard are they setting, and we're to help them as to the Lord. We're always to see, can I bring that up? Can I do more? If they're bidding me to go with them a mile, can I go too? Can I give a little bit more? Can I round this thing up and do more? This is a witness of God in our lives. People should look and go, they're the best help in my place. And you take note and you go, every single one of those that they just mentioned is a believer. Trusting God. Jesus is Lord of their life. That's a witness. It's learning how to be help. How to be helpful. And so we've looked in different degrees in this, and it's all there for you to, to come back to and look at. Most recently we've looked at is following directions. How many times God has not given direction and people, we have gone out and just done something. Without direction, we can faithfully do nothing. Thank you, sir. Without direction, we can faithfully do nothing. We can do things, but it won't be in faith because we never heard, which also means there's nothing to do until we have that direction. So when it comes to helping someone with theirs, if they've not asked me to do it, if they've not directed me, or if I've asked and they've not given me a yes, do that, then I have nothing to do for them. They've given me nothing. It's not personal. It's not, there's no, no issue there. But faithfully, I can only help someone, you can only help something, we can only help in who allows us. This is one of the things we will find in being a help to someone and someone being helped. There's a big limiting factor. Catch this. The limiting factor, it comes to God's direction. If God has not directed that we give towards that, and, and let's look at this. You and I are not unlimited in time, energy, and resources. So God knows that if we spend that time with that hobby, we won't have that time to give here to what's needed. So if we're directed, there will be a lot of good things that could be done over here. A lot of people to be helped, and it will seem so intentionally good, but we have no direction from God to do it. Why? because he knows we need to do this over here. And if we give our time 
our energy and our resources to that, as good as it seems, we won't have it to give here. And that it takes maturity to realize I am not everything to everybody. And I can't just say yes to everything. And I know most of us think, well, of course not. But we have. We've gotten, we've obligated ourselves, we've committed ourselves because we love people, because we want their best, good nature, and not God ideas. And so when it comes to helping, there is a big limitation in God's direction in how we are to help and in who is to be helped. It goes both ways. No one can be helped by us unless they will take it in and receive it. And so God also knows that. He'll send us to people who have us on their heart who will actually accept it. I've had this happen before. God led me to give something and they wouldn't receive it. And I left it, what? It doesn't help faith. Because I thought I heard from him and they said no. Well, either I didn't hear or they didn't hear. But either way, now what does that leave but a question for us on did we hear? That doesn't build up confidence. And so Jesus would be sent to places and minister and they wouldn't get anything from it. Did he miss God? No. They wouldn't receive it. So when it comes to people being helped, there is a limiting factor. Will they receive the help? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And so let's go to the scriptures. Let's go to Ephesians 4, 25. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. And I know that takes some time. You'll need to meditate on that. But just ask yourself, has there ever been time where you wanted to do something for somebody and you just sensed you couldn't? Why is that? Is it possible because they would not receive it? God knew it and He impressed it upon you. Why? Because He does not want us wasting our time, our energy, or our resources. Why? We do not have unlimited time here. Our time is very brief. We will come and the day is coming soon, we will go. And we don't want to look back and go, well, we have a lot of things that didn't, it didn't go right. No, we want to look back and go, thank you, Lord. You sent us to those people that would receive. You got us. You led us to people who would hear and receive Jesus through us. You made our time, our energy, our resources fruitful. This, we were helpful because we were in, in proximity to those who would receive the help. So now here in 4, Ephesians 4, verse 25, we talked about being followers of God. And we talked, I won't go there, but in Psalm 63, verse 8, the psalmist was led by the Spirit of God to say, My soul follows hard after you, God. And to follow hard is to follow so close that you're adhered to, you're cling to. The, it gives the idea of being cleaved to, like husband and wife. You are joined almost inseparably, but you're not out ahead. You're step in step with Him. My soul, 
My mind, my will, my emotions, it follows hard after you. If God was to stop quick, here my soul is, right up against God. This is how close and inseparable. And we talked about how far is our helper, the Holy Spirit, from us. We're told, God, He said, I'd never leave you, I'll never forsake you. This is good, faithful help. This is how close they are. This is how ready they are. All you have to do is make the call. All you have to do is give the word, and they're there. They're faithful. Now, if you didn't give a word, they have nothing to be faithful with. But the Holy Spirit, you want to get Him on something? He's ready. He's right there. Hallelujah. Quick to do it. Quick to respond. So now we're going to talk about being followers of God. It's in continuation with that. We follow the leader. He is our leader. Everyone else we follow as to Him, and you'll find the same thing. This is how close good leaders will find this. People that are helpful to them, they follow closely. If their leader's been saying this thing, they're saying it. If their leader's been thinking and talking about that, they're thinking and talking about that. They stay very close. This is how close in fellowship we should be with the Master. Close. Follows hard after Him. Now here in verse 25 we see, Wherefore putting away lying. Now this is talking to Christians. This is to a church. This is a group of believers. And God is telling them by the Spirit, Don't lie anymore. Stop lying. Tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Put away this lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. Tell the truth. For we are members one of another. Does it affect the other members if you and I lie? It obviously does. And to live a lie will do the same. Be you angry, it says, and don't sin. Sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. This is giving us insight as to why. We can't be a follower of God if we're giving place to the devil. We would be following him in his way. In what? In lying. In, in allowing ourselves to be so angry, vengeful. We don't, we don't let it go. We don't forgive. We don't yield to love. He says, we give the enemy place. Which means we're obviously not being followers of God right then. And in continuation it says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor. Let him, let him work, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needs. Let no corrupt communication. Let me read this in the Amplified Classic. It says, no f Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, that it, excuse me, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace to those who hear it. Thank you, Lord. So it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only what's good to build up, to edify, that it may minister grace to the hearers, and grieve not. So it's saying the Spirit of God will be grieved by this. Now, if something grieves the Spirit of God, 
it grieves God and it will grieve those who also were helping. To be a liar, to steal, you know, just sitting around on the clock doing nothing is stealing. It's stealing. We're not liars. We're not stealers. We're not thieves. We're not uh, bitter, angry, and vengeful, full of wrath. We're not foolish to think that that's going to work, the righteousness of God. We're not uh, slanderers. We're not going to talk bad about other people. And it says, by entering in that way, we're not grieving God. Which means, if we do, God will be grieved by this. And anyone else that were to help will be grieved as well. And it says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed to the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. It goes on in the Amplified Classic. It says, Wrath, it calls passion, rage, bad temper. You ever just had a bad temper day? Not in God we did not. Not following after God. It goes on and said, And resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention. Ever contended with somebody? That's a comp competitive word, to contend. We need to contend for the faith. We don't need to contend with others. Can you see that if you and I are competing with our coworker, contending with that other staff member, what are we doing? We're not following after God. We have left following after God to follow another way. And we're giving place to the enemy. And we might think we're being helpful, but there is a spiritual inconsistency that is rotting and corrupting. And it's not okay. And if we want to learn to lead well, we need to learn to help well. And if we're going to help, we're going to have to say, I don't need to compete with them. I'm glad they're doing things well. If they're doing it better than me, I need to rejoice. And I'm getting better every day. God's helping me. God gives me the best. He causes my work to be the best, right? I'm going to change the way I, I think about this. I'm going to change what's in my heart. I'm going to talk differently about it. And in days, I'm sure it'll look different. Next week, it may look like I'm doing better. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to rejoice with them still. I'm going to love them still. They're not my enemy. I'm not competing. Why do I need to compete with them? No. And it goes on and says, uh, And slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language, be banished from you with all malice, with, with spite, with ill will or baseness of any kind and become useful and helpful and kind to one another. So now we're transitioning. When you and I are followers of God, what does it look like? It looks helpful. It doesn't just look helpful. I was so taken, I remember the Lord showed me about this word kindness. Another translation for that word kindness in the Bible is usefulness. It's to be useful. Because I had to renew my mind. My mind thought kindness was a big smile. You know, Southern hospitality. Hey, y'all. 
Oh, it's good to see y'all. Oh, it's so sweet. And you know, the superficial kindness, but there's a kindness that goes deeper. It goes down into the depth of the root and it will actually be useful and help you. And that's kindness. Because you'll have kindness that is superficial and they'll, be, they'll give you a nice smile, but if you need some help, don't expect them to lift a finger. That's not kind. I need to say that again, don't I, Lord? That's not kind. A big smile alone is not kindness of the Lord. No, kindness that, that's in God, He makes us useful to people. He gives us the best and it causes others to be built up and helped. This is true God kindness. And when you and I are followers of Him and good followers of Him, which means good help to others, we will become useful and helpful. This is the Amplified Classic, verse 32, and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. This is a picture of us as followers of God and as good, faithful help to others. It continues and says, Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy Him and follow His example. As well-beloved children imitate their father. Now, how hard is it naturally for children? I've seen it. I've seen kids. They sound just like their parents. Certain things they heard their parents say, their parents didn't have to go and try to get them to imitate. It was happening. Some things their parents went, I thought, excuse me. Some things their parents thought after that, they thought, I need to quit saying that. They didn't realize how much their children were soaking it in. And then, you know, guests came over and they said, they're like, oh man, we need to change saying that. That did not come out very good. That doesn't make us look good. We need to change that. And you can see how readily natural children will imitate their parents. Well, this is when you and I imitate and we find how to help God, we'll copy Him. We'll be like Him. And when we come to help someone else, this is what it will look like. When we're helpful, We'll be kind, we'll be tender, we'll be easy to work with. Look here, it, uh, it, it says we'll be kind to one another, we'll be tender-hearted, we'll be forgiving. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. That's the kind of forgiveness we'll walk in. And verse 2 in Ephesians 5 says, We'll walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and has given Himself for us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at, well, so we see here this separation. Good help will not lie. Good help will not be directed by anger and a desire to repay for wrong that was done. Good help will not steal. Good help will be willing to work themselves in what is good. They'll labor with their own hands in the good work. They will not talk in a destructive way. They will only speak what goes to build up another. Good help will not grieve the Spirit of God. It will not yield to bitterness. 
to a bad temper, to resentment, to quarreling or contention, or to slander, to talking bad. Good help will be kind. It will be tender, compassionate, understanding, forgiving readily and freely, as God has forgiven us. We'll be an imitator of God, copying and following His example as a well-beloved child. Now go with me to, yes sir, yeah, go with me to 1 Corinthians, no, no, I don't need to go there. Go to John 12, verse 26, and I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. You're going to John 12. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful helping. 1 Corinthians 3, let me read this to you. It tells us that we are laborers together with God. It says, um, I'm going to read in the Amplified Classic, For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together. You and I, everything we do, our life that we live, is a joint promotion, or can be, with God. We're called to be a joint promoter, to promote God in this earth, and um, to publish His work. It says, with and for. We're to be fellow workmen with and for God, you are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. Hallelujah. And here in John 12, verse 26, let me catch up with you there. John 12, 26. And it says here, If any man serve me, Jesus spoke, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. If any man serve me, let him follow me. To be a servant of Jesus, a servant of God, is to follow him. A servant is a helper. This word servant, you know, or service, a lot of times is... is um is brought out to mean like a waiter, like a, a high like a a waiting help, someone that's ready to serve. And to be a servant, that's what Jesus is saying. If anyone will serve me, let him follow me. To be a good helper, to be a good servant, is to be a good follower. And it, he continued and said, Where I am there will my servant be. There have been many that have been trying to be a help to someone, but they're not where they need to be to help. Where I am, there my servant will be. When I'm there, they're there. And this is true in God, that where He is, He's going to that place to do that work, and we're right there to be workers together with Him. And anyone else that were to help in whatever capacity. Let's be honest. Someone says, I'm going to help this organization. I'm going to accept this job. And then the, the, they're supposed to be there for work at such and such time. And they're looking and they're not there. How helpful are they? They're not. 
At this point, you need to call somebody else in. At this point, we need to find somebody else. And um, granted, let's go back to you and I can only help someone who has given us direction, who's given us something to do. Now, but there's certain direction we won't get if we're not there, if we didn't first show up, if we weren't first available. And um, it's up to you and I to make ourselves available. And so Jesus said, where I am, there will my servant be, those who are following me. And if they, if any man serve me, which you could say follow me, it says, him will my father honor. We'll find that there will not be certain aspects of God's honor that you and I will experience if we're unwilling to abase ourselves Go to the place God told us to help. Submit ourselves, like I just said. Hallelujah. And follow Him there. And serve Him there. There's certain honor. When God honors you, there's certain things that He'll allow you to do. There's certain things He'll allow you to say. There's certain works He'll allow you to do. He'll show up in your places like He can't others because He values you. When sickness tries to come take you, His healing will be present. When, when poverty tries to come and take a hold of you, you know, uh, someone tries to come and take your income, and they can't. What? God has honored you. He has valued you. He set you up where things could not touch you. It's because you followed after Him. You would not lie. You would not strive. You wouldn't fight with them. You would be kind. You would be tender. <laughs> if God stops short, you're going to be found kind, tender, easy to work with. Hallelujah. Easily pleasing God all the time. And I, and I know we're, we're closing here on time. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31 in closing. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, and, and I believe we'll go up through chapter 11, verse 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 31, 1 Corinthians. And, and Paul was admonishing and he was touching on this aspect of he would become all things to all men. He would set aside his own. To, to enable someone else to get through him what was God's. And he got to this point and said, whether therefore you eat or drink, because he said, if my eating this thing would cause someone else to stumble, I'd rather not eat meat at all. Because it's more important this person getting from God than me getting my steak. He prized people more than a thing. And he, he got to this saying, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God, even as I please all in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. He's seeking to help. He's seeking not for myself to be profited, but to profit them. I'll get mine later. Let them have theirs now. How to help? 
He continues in the first verse of the next chapter. This is the same letter. And he said, Be you also followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. He's very assured, and the Spirit of God allowed him to write this, that he's imitating Christ right now. That Christ in him is what's causing him to cause someone else to be profited before himself. Someone else to get theirs. If he doesn't get his, that's okay. He'll get his when it's right. But right now, I'm going to seek for them to be profited, them to be helped. I'm going to come to serve. And it's how you and I will be found to be the greatest. It's how the kingdom of God will be advanced because we have come to a place where we want God to love people through us, to be helpful to Him and His. Hallelujah. And learn how to faithfully help. Thank you, Lord. That's all for this broadcast now, my friends. Come back for more. There's much more to see and how to help. And we love you here. We bless you. We will see you soon.